Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. It is the time of year when candidates are coming forward, throwing their hat into the ring for various races, and it's always good when those candidates then agree to sit down for a conversation about their plans. Joining us now is Regan Deering. She is the latest Republican candidate to announce in the newly redrawn 13th Congressional District, and she is here with us this afternoon. And thank you so much for your time, and welcome uh, to the race. What uh, made you decide that you wanted to pursue uh, a tenure in Congress? Well, thank you for having me and giving an opportunity to introduce myself to your listeners. I am a Decatur native who has been living and working and raising my family in this community um, for many years. I'm originally from Decatur as well, so I have a strong family network here. And really, my main driver has been my love for Illinois, my love for America, and I really am concerned about the future for my own children and those um, of fellow Illinois and Americans. Uh, we want to get into some of the issues that you're focusing on in your campaign, but give us a bit of your background. What have you done up until this point? What sort of life experiences do you bring to the race? Sure. Well, I am a educator by training, and so I have had the opportunity to be a science educator uh, at the elementary and middle school level. And that uh, led me to a small business ownership of a Huntington Learning Center franchise, which is a national company that focuses on tutoring um, and remediation for school-age children, as well as some ACT, SAT prep. And I owned a small business franchise here in Decatur. Um, Unfortunately, that business came to an end uh, one day when the state of Illinois decided that they wanted to apply for a waiver and um, not share their federal funds allocated through the No Child Left Behind Act. So unfortunately, my business was closed in one day. I had to lay off a number of part-time employees in both Decatur and the Springfield public school markets, which was a tough tough situation to be in. So I found myself um, having school-aged children and the ability to get involved in my community in other ways. And I had had a few relationships with a nonprofit here in Decatur, Northeast Community Fund, uh, when we were looking for families that were eligible for the program uh, that offered free tutoring to their families uh, on-site at schools. I had an opportunity to meet Jerry Pels and his wonderful staff and found myself drawn to their mission and um, in in spending time and volunteering and donating to them. um, I had the opportunity to work with them on a capital campaign to build a new facility for our families here in Macon County. And that experience was a a little over five years. I'm still very involved with them as the president of their board, but allows us to uh, bring a new facility to a campus area of social services right here in the heart of Decatur. And we've allowed um, more families to come to us, not only as a food pantry, but also for emergency funds. That being um, especially important these days, clearly we're seeing a, a, a skyrocketing cost in rent, uh, utilities, food prices, uh, medicines. And so those families uh, are able to come to Northeast Community Fund as a resource. And that's been uh, kind of a front row seat for me in knowing what kind of challenges are facing our families. Um, So between that and the education piece, I really um, felt a need to, to step up to a race that would allow me to be a voice for everyday working families that are, are feeling sort of left behind by 
certainly Illinois government and, and on up to the federal government um, and sort of what their priorities are and what they want in a representative. Talking with GOP congressional candidate Regan Deering in the 13th Congressional District and having uh, seen that uh, up-close look at uh, the, the needs of families, what do you hope to do in Congress to address some of those needs? Well, certainly as an educational piece, um, you know, we need to take a hard look at the history of of public education for our families uh, here in Illinois and how we have been uh, leaving behind far too many. And um, I personally am an advocate for school choice. Uh, COVID has sort of shown a spotlight on what's happening in schools and the ability to just uh, shut down and eliminate quality in-person instruction for our students. Um, so we have had a number of, of schools in our communities that have stayed open and have um, utilized those mitigation strategies to keep their students and their staff safe, but focusing on quality education for those kids. And it would be nice if those dollars allocated to public school students could be transferred over to what, uh, what families find might be the best solution for them. So certainly that's a big platform <clears throat> that I would like to work towards at the federal level. This district is interestingly mapped, of course. Uh, it will cover seven counties. So I certainly am dedicating myself over the next six months to go and talk to families, teachers, students, um, paraprofessionals, uh, workers in our school buildings to find out uh, you know, their concerns and how I can advocate for them at the federal level as well. Um, a lot of, I mean, tying directly to that, a lot of these families who have had to have their children at home are working families. And, you know, we had a lot of job loss during the pandemic and families are trying to make ends meet. So certainly talking with local and state representatives um, and looking at job creation and a way we can to get this uh, out of control inflation reined back in to be able to keep more money in the pockets of you know, of our constituents and our voters. So, you know, we're in traveling, there's going to be a lot to cover. There's a lot of listening to do. I want to be able to represent um, voters all throughout the district. You know, St. Clair County is new to the 13th district, so certainly time will need to be spent down there hearing their concerns about um, not only my, my initial concerns as far as uh, schooling and job creation, but certainly crime is, is something that is running rampant throughout this district. And so those are the kinds of issues that I will focus on going to Washington. You referenced inflation. We all know what a challenge that is right now. Are there policies you would pursue in Washington that you think could make a difference in that regard? Well, inflation is a very uh, big project to tackle. One of the things that I've noticed about Washington and policy is it seems to be packaged together in very large bills that cover a variety of topics. So certainly I have... Um, things to learn and people to discuss with as far as what actual policies can make a difference and try and single those out and see if we can't get some bills uh, put together on a bipartisan basis that will that will directly impact our families. One of the uh, areas where families do uh, encounter uh, financial challenges is in the arena of health care. It's been a hot topic for a long time uh, in D.C. Should the government uh, do more to to try to bring down the cost of health care or the particular policies you would advocate for in that arena? Well, sure. I mean, COVID has shown a spotlight on the unhealthiness of our, you know, our state and our country as a whole. I would like to see us focusing more of our policy on trying to 
um, increase access to quality health care um, for all. And certainly there are policies in the works. I know there are things that have come and gone. Um, government intervention in our everyday lives often sounds good, but in reality, um, you know, it doesn't get the job done. So I think that working together with fellow Congress um, men and women on uh, real solutions for access to health care, quality health care, you know, taking a look at pharmaceutical companies and what the, what their dollars mean to them and how we can get it back towards a focus on uh, everyday people. You mentioned crime. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of uh, federal policy that might make a difference there? Well, certainly a lot of um, crime statistics and things all come from the local and state level, but at the federal level, we do need to build that partnership. Clearly, the messaging across the country is uh, a needed support for law enforcement. Um, we've got to be able to to create uh, public-private pr partnerships that come down from the federal level and take a look at uh, our communities. Uh, crime is, is tied also to our local judges and um, you know our state's attorney's offices that are are really being pressed by uh, law enforcement to row in the same direction. You know they're they're putting their lives on the line every day to to rein these criminals in, and we can't just have um, situations where they're being let back out on the street. Um, and so certainly federal policy that allows um, you know that process to work is important. In addition to all the domestic issues, Congress obviously has to take up foreign policy. One of the hotspots right now is involving Russia and Ukraine. Uh, if you were in Congress right now, what would you be supporting in terms of uh, a U.S. response should Russia, in fact, seek to invade Ukraine? Well, I think this discussion needs to wait and happen when, in fact, there may be actual action. Seems there's a lot of talk about it right now, and it's certainly getting a lot of attention. Um, I would like to see us focus on our own border. Uh, primarily, it seems to be wide open right about now, and uh, our country needs strong borders. And so foreign policy is um, something that I will, in fact, you know, learn more about and intensify as, uh, as these kinds of, you know, uh, conflicts rise to the surface. But um, certainly we have longstanding relationships those countries. And so we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, just a couple of more questions, if you don't mind. Uh, and one question we're asking everybody who's running for Congress this year, because it still seems to be in some dispute. Uh, do you believe uh, Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election? Well, Congress did certify the election results, so I will respect that. I will have to say that I found the election in 2020 to be unlike any in our history. Um, certainly, election integrity has been discussed by both parties for years, um, and so I think that attention does need to be put on um, voter integrity and the process of, um, you know, state legislatures controlling uh, rules and policy um, for national elections as well. Um, we have seen in many news articles evidence of, you know, voter fraud, voter tampering, um, you know, executive orders that just seem to um, be said out loud and then followed without actually following the law. So um, election integrity is something that I would definitely continue to shine a spotlight on.
Do you think there needs to be uh, more federal action to increase access to the ballot to make it easier to vote? Well, certainly states have laws on the books. Um, They are continually, um, you know, visited as far as increasing voter access. Um, You know, I think that as a country, we all have access to vote. Um, You know, hot topics, things like voter ID, I mean, I would certainly be a supporter of. My work here in Decatur um, at the Northeast Community Fund, I mean, we provide uh, IDs at no cost for people that don't have them. Um, You know, if they've lost one, if they've just come out on parole, any number of situations, uh, expiration, uh, don't have access to a current and valid ID, and we will help them with that process. And I think all around the country, Um, The majority of voters would like to see voter ID become a requirement. And certainly all of us want to encourage um, our our citizens to become engaged in the political process, and that starts with voting. Finally, uh, as you mentioned, you are running in a district that uh, has been uh, drawn in a rather unusual way, clearly drawn to favor Democrats in the general election. How big a challenge does that pose for you in your efforts to, to claim this seat? Well, for sure, this map has got gerrymandering written all over it. And, um, you know, the powers that be in Springfield have decided that they would like to carve in a Democratic-leaning urban areas here in what has now come out to be the 13th. Um, You know, Central and Southern Illinois families um, have a lot in common, regardless of political affiliation. And that's, you know, getting our economies back to work making sure that we have strong schools, making sure that we have safe neighborhoods. And I think the message that I bring uh, to this district will bring voters from both sides uh, to the ballot box. And I hope that I can gain their trust and continue to, you know, bring us together. Certainly politics has created quite a divide, not only here in Illinois, but in our country. And I think that we're a lot stronger when we come together and talk about the things that unite us. Regan Deering, Republican candidate for Congress in the 13th Congressional District. How do people learn more about you and your campaign? Sure. So Regan, the number four, congress.com is currently set up as our as our webpage. Uh, we have development of other social media outlets uh, coming in the next week or two. And uh, I look forward to meeting people out on the campaign trail and, and sharing more information about our campaign. Thanks so much for your time. We look forward to talking to you through the course of the campaign. Thanks, Jim. Have a great day.